How's it going? It's going good. How are you? This is Jen Martin and Mark Witten. So, I mean, the first, uh, there are a lot of, like, really little things I'd like to go over first to see what you guys aren't and aren't talking about in terms of specifics. Um, one thing that I've heard from a lot of folks is whether you're talking about the revenue share yet. Yeah, there's more details to come, but, you know, mostly you should just think about it like you think about Marketplace today on, on Xbox Live. Um, in terms of developers becoming part of self-publishing, is, is that part of, uh, you know, like a subscription, sort of like XNA was, where you were becoming part of a service? Uh, what was that again? Sorry. So if, if people want to become uh, part of the development community, if they want to participate in self-publishing, is that part of a service they have to sign up for? Uh, on the, the 360, that was, you know, that was XNA, and you were paying for a subscription uh, yearly to participate in that. Is, is something similar happening uh, on this end? Uh, so, you know, there will be more details to come about how you sign up for the program. Uh, you know, our, our goal is to, uh, you know, lower the barrier to entry as much as we can to make it easy for people um, to, to create content for the system. So uh, while there's more details to come, you should kind of think, take at the top level that, you know, the reason we're doing all of this architectural work is really about how do we make this simple and easy for people. In, in terms of uh, what developers have access to, um, I mean, post Xbox One launch and when, and when this, I, I read in the other reports that this isn't going to be something available when the machine launches, but when this system is available, is there a reason for people to have proper Xbox One development kits, or there is there a significant difference between what the developers get access to in terms of building their games? Uh, you know, our goal is to um, is for you to have full access of the system and the services on, on Xbox Live. And, you know, um, also, this is a dev kit. You know, this is the way that we will think about dev kits, you know, but people on my team, they're, they're, they're working on Xbox One. So it's, there's no sort of like this is a second-class sort of experience type of thing. Right now, obviously, when this sort of builds up to a platform launch, there's lots of special builds and lots of special kits and all that kind of stuff, but that's more time and place. But, but this isn't a situation where if, if you just pick up an Xbox One at Target, you know, you're only going to be able to access, you know, a certain parts of the memory or certain parts of, of the graphics processor. This is going to allow you to, to access, at least eventually, once, you know, it's all, you know, put into place, uh, be able to do everything that someone like Respawn is, is building a game off of. That's right. Um, one of the things, uh, I want to read a quote from one of the, the World of Tanks developers who was uh, uh, recently talking about working on free-to-play on the 360 and he said, uh, Microsoft, with uh, the frequency of updates, because the QA process and certification process takes an extremely long time, it's unacceptable for meaningful free-to-play. We are working with them to do quicker updates. And I'm wondering if alongside this self-publishing model, uh, you guys are trying to streamline uh, the certification and title update process. Yeah, that's been something that we've, uh, we've been focused on for a long time. And, and in particular, as you think about, you know, Ignore free to play for a second. Just think about sort of games as a service. This idea that um, you know games are updated more frequently for content gameplay or whatever reason. And you know to do that, it's all about um, how do you build the automation? How do you really simplify um, that certification you know experience? And um, it you know that's a, a, a pretty key goal for us. So, so the goal is then to sort of make that turnaround time uh, a lot faster. I mean, obviously, there will still be, 
a certification process, I would imagine, given that you're still a platform holder. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, you know, again, I'm not committing to a specific time. I mean, it's always the goal. <laughs> and that's always sort of a function of, like, how good can you get at being great at automating, you know, that work. Uh, one of the reasons in the past development kits have been pretty coveted and, you know, when they show up on eBay and places like that, that uh, people are pretty quick to, to bring those down are, are fears of giving access to sort of the infrastructure uh, for fears of privacy concerns and, and uh, uh, piracy concerns. So how are you guys handling that given that you're kind of giving the keys to the castle to, to a much larger audience once this rolls out? Well, that's the key thing about really building this from an architectural perspective. Uh, we couldn't have done this on the Xbox 360. Well, you could only have done this on the Xbox 360 if you designed it this way in 2003 to 2004 to 2005. Uh, because this is about how we built the service, how we built the hardware, what the linkages between that to enable this type of capability. And you, you can only do that really at the launch of a generation because that's where you kind of get to put those foundational uh, stakes in. So... Um, you, I think people are, are thinking about the Xbox 360 version of the world, which is different than the Xbox One version. And so, my, correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of what you've said to, to some of the other outlets you've talked to today is that this isn't going to have a split uh, similar to the Xbox 360, where you had Xbox Live indie games that were based on XNA and then sort of Xbox Live Arcade proper. These are all supposed to filter into the sort of regular games tab, correct? And so that and, and again, you know, we, we want more discoverability than that. So, like, I'm not saying that there wouldn't be possible to say, show me hot new indie games, but it should be additive to that experience, not like there's some sort of, like, segregation in, the, in there. So what, what are you guys taking away, you know, the, the App Store on, on iOS and, and Amazon's App Store, basically these app stores that already have these self-publishing uh, low barrier to entry models. Uh, some of the big problems there are certainly discoverability, uh, there are huge cloning issues uh, in terms of uh, popular games kind of getting squashed out by people that uh, end up copycatting. So what big lessons have you guys taken away based on what you've seen uh, already happen with similar models? Yeah, I think the curation and the experience is still really important. And then the key thing is how you use social engagement on the service and um, the service itself to drive discoverability. The, the what are my friends playing, the... You know, what are um, the hot sort of trending things on Xbox Live? We think those are really important. We think, but we also still think that, like, the, the top level of how do you curate and spotlight um, amazing game experiences, uh, regardless of where they come from, that really show off um, what's magic about Xbox One or really fun um, is, is the key. Um, one of the... Um, go ahead. One more question. Sure. Please. Uh, one of the big changes that's happened over the last couple of years, especially if you uh, use Steam as an example, is uh, more direct control over price and dynamic pricing and being able to sort of kind of launch your own sales and have more control over how that ha is handled in the marketplace. For people that, that publish on Xbox One, are they going to have more dynamic control over that, given that in the past Microsoft sort of directly worked with and in some ways dictated uh, the pricing of, of content that appeared on the marketplace? Um, so the, I think there's two things here. The first one is, like, hey, we want to set up a real, um, you know, self-publishing model, and we want to give people, um, you know, a bunch of control about that particular experience. The second one is why we keep talking so much about how, why, how important it is to really build Xbox One around 
this kind of digital infrastructure, this digital future. Um, so you just there's there is an infinitely interesting set of things to go do uh, when you really have a broad um, uh, digital platform. And you know, I, I'm not going to commit to a specific feature or a specific time frame, but the types of things that you're talking about, and frankly, much more, is why we've architected the system we have, so that we can really innovate around that uh, over the next, you know, in years uh, on the platform. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, giving me a shout, and uh, hopefully, we have a chance to catch up in person soon. Thank you. All right. Take care.